1: So <laughs> the sweet sounds of Kevin Bloody Wilson, and it it's Hyundai with Swanee and friends Samantha Richards and Dane at Swan. Hello. Hello. Hello.
0: Hi there. Ralph, we can't
2: see you. Is
1: uh, you, <laughs> that a bad thing?
2: Well no. Oh uh, listen, not particularly. You're <laughs> not. You're just initials. So, I'm not a tennis ball, like Sam. No, no, nah, nah, you're not a tennis ball.
0: Why do I come up no. as a tennis ball of all things? Is that something I've done consciously, or does that just happen? I
2: don't know. You're the woman behind the technology, I guess. So yeah, You're our CFO now. <laughs> yeah. CTO.
0: CTO. Chief Technical Officer.
2: And Operating Officer. And I'm so- the CFI. <laughs> Chief fucking idiot. <laughs> Very true. And, and an
1: influencer, Dave. And an influencer.
2: Yeah, well, hey, like I got told um, back when I was when we were playing footy, um, when we had to do all these um, leading teams stuff and that. Like one of the things they made you write down was um, name the top five people with the biggest influence at the club. So I've yep. always been influencer. I and mean, then like you know, I, I was when I was at my pet, you know, at my. Peak, I guess so I was always like, you know, Nick Scott Penaree, and me were probably like the the three who had the you know the most influence. But then they got up and said it's not necessarily you know Maxi and Pendles positive influence, and Stain you're not always necessarily positive influence. <laughs> so um, it, does, it doesn't mean neg- doesn't mean all about positive influence. Just who's got the biggest influence. And I, you know, they said oh, I was in the top couple, but it wasn't always necessarily. A positive influence. Wow. Um, so, yeah, so I guess I'm an influencer, but it's not always positive. Sometimes there was negative influence, which I took umbrage with. But, um, but uh, yeah, that's so that was just a quick story. Um, yeah, you were a positive influence
1: in my life on uh, Saturday night. What? Saturday night. What you, you were a positive. On? No, no, you weren't there, but you were a positive oh, okay. influence in my life. What? Okay, why? Went yeah. out for dinner for the first time since January.
2: This yes. being recorded, because it we'll was while to have this um, down, just yes. to let's make sure I've actually been a positive influence.
1: Yes, yep. yes,' Went yeah. out for dinner, Auto mains come around. would you like some bread with that? In yeah. fact, yes, I would. My friend dane says says you should be taping how long it takes people to claim the pieces of bread.
0: and hmm. how long did it take them?
1: Yeah, we didn't muck around. Yeah, we cool. didn't yeah. wait till dessert. Which is jailable? Yes. Yeah, exactly. But I guess you, yeah, no,
0: ideally right. you want your guests to wait around so that you get an extra bread roll, isn't that like, isn't that the hope?
2: Yeah, if you're hungry, yeah. If you're if, if you're a big eater, oh, I, don't, I eat a lot when I go out for dinner. I'm going to get value for money, but um, but yeah, I I hope I've made the world a safer place with um, with my bread roll, um, etiquette, etiquette I guess. Mm. Want a bit of a term? Yeah. Um, where'd you go? What would you have?
1: Uh, more than I tell, just just something that had been oh, shot, yeah. something been shot with some peppercorn sauce. Very happy with it. Hey, um,
2: wasn't was horse was it, Ralph?
1: <laughs> no, no, no. A uh-uh. I, I horse paid for it, which was nice. Okay. Hey, um,
2: <laughs> and you got out of town? Um, shit, you know more about my life than I do, Ralph. <laughs> when you? Well, you put, uh, it, you put it on socials. He's always watching, Oh, Yeah, um, uh, you reposted
1: uh, something Taylor put up. Oh, anyway. uh,
2: yeah, that's right. I went out, we went Sunday um, down to down Mornington, went to some um, wineries and went for lunch at, here we go, that's how good my memory is, at, uh, at a brew, uh, still water I think <laughs> was it was called. Um, but I didn't want to give them, they, didn't, they made me pay for the, Lunch, so I don't want to really shout them out. I was about to get nothing there. there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> nothing um, This is where I was going. If it was noon, it would have been ideal. We went to Nackins Brewery and followed, we watched yeah, it. Down. Exactly. We...
2: <laughs> yeah. For everyone listening out there, if I walk into your store or walk into your shop and I get stuff for free, mate, absolutely, you'll get a plug on this podcast. Not that I guess normal people really listen to this podcast, but. <laughs> but we love um, them all. But, but yeah, it was yeah, absolutely. Um it was good to it was good to get out. Um traffic was pretty hectic down there, which I guess we didn't really think about when we when we booked it, but um yeah, it was nice to to get out of town for um a couple of hours. Yeah, uh, but Legal. yeah. Legally, yes. Yep, all legally. Um but yeah, it was it was nice, mate. What did you guys get up to? Any apart from Sam, did you do anything?
0: I can't really remember. Do you find it harder to like? Do all your days still blur into one, even though you're actually doing things now?
2: Um, I actually find I'm a lot. I'm very busy now. Somehow, I don't know why, but yeah. I am.
0: Oh, actually, oh, I had a, I had an outing to Chad Vegas. I went to Chadston. To what? Chad Vegas. Chadston.
2: Okay, what do you call it, Chad Vegas?
0: Yeah. Chad Vegas.
2: Well, why? Well. Cause it's, full, it's it's it's, full it's of the it's female equivalent of a, of a dad
1: joke, there, Dave. It's
0: full of tourists. Literally,
1: Las Vegas. Okay. Do you know there's yeah. a
0: hotel out there now? Like, literally, people yeah. obviously not fly into this country, but tourists can can come to Melbourne and stay at the is hotel. There ca- is, hotel.
2: There, is there a casino?
0: No, no, not yet. But I wouldn't put it past them.
2: Is In, there a nightclub?
0: I can't confirm or deny. I don't think so. There's bars. There's, pool There's no pool
2: party. There, is there an airport?
0: Yeah, but Dane, your your um, experience of Vegas
2: okay. <laughs> is not normal. Is, is okay, well
0: skewed to one side.
2: Just, just checking my Vegas checklist off, and <laughs> nothing is ticked off to touchstone <laughs> at the minute. So well, we I'm really struggling else. to find out how you can compare. Was it was
1: there a giant food court in Vegas, Swanny? Is there a Bay
2: Marie? Is there Marie in that in there? <laughs>
0: Now I'm not I'm not going to actually verbalise why it's called why it's you know it's full of tourists. That's all I'm going to say because otherwise we'll be okay. we'll be in the Herald Sun for making
2: um, remarks okay. that How are somewhat discriminatory. I actually need to go out. I actually need to go out the chat. I need to go to the Apple Store. I need to buy myself a new computer because well, I keep I- doing my old one's fucked and I have to do all this shit off my phone. Oh. i mean, saying that, what I, I guess I could probably claim it back on tax with its work. Is it not? If I go by myself, a computer.
1: I, I'd, I'd be checking with Leon Pickering, but I don't, I don't think any doubt whatsoever. This is hard work for you now. Yeah, this
2: is I hard work. He doesn't speak to me anymore. Unless <laughs> um, unless I make any money, which is probably not very rarely. Well, well actually, I've, actually, I, actually, I fil- actually, I filmed an ad yesterday. Oh, very proud of you! So, How did that we, go? We signed for, for it. Um, I. Oh, I don't know. I don't know whether I can actually say it yet. Or so, but um, I guess once it comes out, I'll. I don't think it's going on the TV. It's for another company. But when it when it gets released, well, I guess we can talk about it. Um. So yeah, I don't, just in case they, they don't want to announce or anything. Mm-hmm. But it was, um, I spent a full day in the sun, burnt Chris, crisp, which is nice.
1: Oh. more sacrificing.
2: Not so,
1: well, uh, so let, let, let's cut to the chase uh, on Twitter. Friday. I've heard it might be a tough day down at the club today and that might need and they might need to hire some security so word to the wise, if I may, Collingwood please don't let Dan Andrews hire the security because people inside have been fucked enough this week I'll see myself out. Any reckon going has to Collingwood this past week?
2: Well, hopefully it's gone better than some of the mentions in, after that reply um, <laughs> people, look, Do you really want to look at your mentions? No, not, like I've said before, not really um, but I don't know. There must be some algorithm on on Twitter because you know you got the three buttons, like all the three choices where you got your feed, your mentions, and then you've got another another button that does something. The other one I can't remember what that is, but um, like you can click on it, and I, when you go to your mentions, or then it's verified or something like that. But you go to mentions, and like I'll just for I yourself, I I can't do it now because my my phone's recording this or it's on this so I'll, I'll lose it but like you look at that tweet it might have like a hundred replies and then you go to your mentions and it's only got like six or seven so i don't know how i don't know why it doesn't have all the mentions so i don't actually go into my tw- every tweet and read them I'll just unless i'm with mates or something and they ask me like what kind of replies you're going to get um and but so i just I just look at that, I and you've been that, fishing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I just, I, I, just, I just look at that every now and then, and then, um, yeah. So, but even I got one this morning too, um, saying that I'm, I don't know, I'm something. But like, people still need to relax. Like, it was clearly a joke, but serious.
0: Serious joke.
2: Yeah, um, Well, if you can't tell the difference. Um, you know, you got to, in dark times. You gotta try and find humour. You gotta try and light the situation. But um, yeah, mate. People are still angry about it. Like, relax. Like, I think Dan Andrews is great. Look, we're the best state in the world. <laughs> Haven't done a thing wrong. So, like, like I've been his biggest supporter. Like, all the way through. Solid. I think, exactly. I Think he's done yeah. an amazing job. Like, he's perfect. So, um, I think Adelaide, us South, South Australia, and like they should all look to Dan, the man. Yes. To realise to get how to get out get out of this. So um, I don't know what people I don't know what people are talking about, but um, yeah, well, if we hadn't have fucked our okay, well, quarantin,e we would have been like this four months ago. But you know, people forget that as well, don't they? Um, but but so, yeah. so
1: my point is, in round one, do you think people, the Collingwood players would be concerned running out in the ground that Ned Guy did an interview that didn't go over real well?
2: Um. No. No. But. but like, I, I, I like, and we, I guess we can get into the, the nuts and bolts of it in a minute, I guess. But, um, I liken it to like, um, your first day back running a time trial. Yes. Every, everyone's worried about it and there's so much pressure. And I guess losing plays is probably a bit different, but like all the carnage around it, um, you know, coming out running a bad, running a bad time trial and then you get fucking grilled for three days about your skin folds. You know why you didn't come back in good enough shape. This, that, you're going to make. You might not make the side. You know, and I, I was all Australian the year before. So, uh, why do you lie to me? Um, <laughs> like, we know, we know darn well. As soon as the footballs come out, we start getting competitive. If I and I wasn't super competitive at training, so I never liked to compete against my teammates or embarrass them. So, <laughs> pick that up, Sam. <laughs> well, well, I don't. I so much to feel like when I was playing on the young kids like I didn't want to and sometimes they would beat me on their merit absolutely like in a cuz everyone gets beat no one's like no one's ever never lost a contest ever but for like you know one instance there was a young kid who Mick was talking about getting the game he's like, I want like um going to play on you during the match him and let me say let me know how he goes and like I just told him mate i just let him push me off the ball and like just let him flog me and I didn't do a thing. I fuck, he was really good. Uh, <laughs> and, and he played that week. I think he got smacked and got kicked out and got dropped the next week. But okay. <laughs> At least I got him a game. You've given uh, him a memory for the rest yeah, of his life. Exactly. But So like, I don't really like to the, – because they're young kids, they're making their way. Um, and I, some would say, well, it makes them better. So but one, or, one or, once or twice I might push him out of the way, I'll give him a go. But um, – now it just wasn't just wasn't my competitive spirit, but you know, like once when the balls come out during January, February, when we haven't touched them for ages, then the blokes who are amazing athletes get found out, and that's why they wish they could just do time trials the whole time during preseason because they'd win, <laughs> you know, they'd win Brownlows and Best and Ferris and be All Australian. But sadly, running up and running and running in a line for seven or six minutes is not um, is only half the battle to playing footy, but But yeah so you know why just on that
1: just on that before we get into the nuts and bolts of of what's happening here you're just rhyming for some reason i've been researching a bit of kobe bryant right yeah oh
2: yeah (laughs) that was was our old mate
1: going he's ringing through any minute um I
2: must have have listened to a couple the episodes with the man we can't be named i think so get me out of here (laughs) but
1: he was not a good bloke to his teammates, and particularly the, the struggling ones. So on the way through, he would go out of his way to humiliate them. Do you get that mindset?
2: Um, yeah, well, I, I do. And everyone's different for everyone, like Tom Brady, like the GOAT, Jordan. Um, that's probably the reason I'm not the GOAT, to be honest. <laughs> <Should've>, <laughs> if I'd have changed my mind, if I'd have been a bit more aggressive. But, mate, it's, I think it's different when you've got four or five players on the court. Yeah. Oh, we had... 18 and 20, you know, 20, 18 on the ground at once. And I think in the bas- in basketball, the one player is so dominant, you got to fall in line to how their personality is. Otherwise, you're not going to get the ball past you or you're going to get kicked off the side. So, and because those players are so ball dominant, um, there's nothing you can do. You have to fall in line with them. And over there, it's a bit, unless you're like Popovich or, you know, one of the, all, Phil Jack's one of the all-time coaches, the player generally runs, the race over there. While well, the you know, LeBron James makes it pretty, you would imagine like has all say on the trades and who he wants in and yeah. things like Kobe would have yeah, I want him now, get rid of him, he's no good or his he's costing us so get rid of him where here, you know, that just doesn't happen. Um even though apparently it happened a Collingwood a week ago, but um <laughs> it just doesn't happen. So it's it's completely different over here and different mindset but um, but yeah, so what went happened over there? Yeah, I like it too. The time trial first on, first day back, you go shit out, and then you know, in four months, when balls are kicked or even when the competitive stuff comes out in January, no one's remembering that. Oh look, um, actually, you've been in our three time in our three um, practice matches. You've clearly been our best defender, but because you ran forty seconds slower than. That bloke over there, you won't be playing this week. Well, uh, I and I, so I understand the reasons for time trials now, because you got to come back and get a gauge on who's done the work and stuff like that. But in the end, we all know, unless I guess unless you're in a contract year or like you, you haven't played and you realise this is your last crack at getting a game, get being a professional AFL player, then you got to come back, hit the ground running and stuff like that, or you're a young kid. But um, yeah, no one will remember what happened. Last Thursday, if Cody would come out in a three and 3-0 and are dominating, but um, time will tell. Like yes, if you're if you're looking at the optics, it clearly doesn't look good because, um, you know, like I've said, if I um had have known that you know apparently working hard, being loved by your teammates, um, being disciplined and not causing any dramas off the field, got you kicked out of the footy club, I'd still be playing. <laughs> <laughs> um so and, and all and the rap package level bids and Heath and, and Tomo and all that wouldn't have got the arse. So the um the mentality of what's what's being a, a required player at Collingwood has certainly changed.
1: Sam, do you think it's been before he talks about do you think it's been actually a PR disaster for uh, both as a PR expert and as an outsider?
0: Yeah, look, I was actually wondering to myself the other day and I looked up the list after it was all let the dust settled, I was like, is what happened or was what happened actually as bad as we think or has it just been blown up in the media because it's Collingwood? Like a lot of other clubs had, Mm. you know, a lot of movers and big players leaving and gaining big players, but we didn't hear as much about Mm. them. I think people just kind of jumped on the bait that was meet the media circus and blew it up themselves. Like the media would drop something and then Twitter would go fucking mental. So, uh, yeah, it's turned into a PR disaster. I don't know if it's as bad as it it seems. I was going to ask um, Dane purely because he's mentioned on another show that if he could do anything in the AFL, he'd probably be a very good list manager at Collingwood. So as a as a potential <laughs> list manager, yes, yes. manager of the club, Dane, do you think yep. it's as bad as people are making it out? Like they've still got some... Great quality well, players there. Yeah, we yeah. got rid of some some superstars,
2: but there's some.
0: Yeah. Are we going to know all of the players when they run out round one next season? Probably. Yeah, exactly.
2: Well, yeah. Well, I think I think it's hard for two reasons because I think one it was Adam Trulaw who, mm. you know, and good players get moved on all the time. Mm. Now, you know, Adam's a very good player, and what's what his? What's his? Probably left down while he's defensive stuff and he's kicking at times. Now, I can't. Now, the last player that could get the, got the ball over thirty times a game wasn't a great kick and wasn't great defensively. I'm pretty sure he was. He was loved at Collingwood and, and went okay. I think he won a Brownlow. <laughs> was a three-time BNF winner, five all, five ball strength, so. Um, so I'm sure there's. So we've got some similar traits, And I probably caused more grief off the field than Adam. So. Probably. Uh, yeah, probably, but I think. It was because it was Adam, and like what he's gone through publicly, you know, and he's brought it up public. Off, you know, like he's, he struggles with, you know, anxiety or you know whatever he, he's you know his mental, um, you know, health. Off the fear, of what he struggled with. So I think that endeared into the A to the AFL public, and especially the Collingwood fans. And you know, it was Buck said it was like a breakup, but it was kind of like, yeah, because you know. He was like a father figure to, to Adam. It wasn't so much like just a, a routine, all right, we need cap space, you're gone. It seemed a bit more than that because of um, how close them two seemed to have been and why Adam comes to Collingwood because of Bucks and coached him in the under 17s, I think, and had a really great relationship. So, and I guess, I I haven't spoken to Adam, but I'm assuming he, he felt blindsided. Um, and then, you know, it obviously gets murky because. You know, you, you you always hear what you want to hear, I guess. So he's obviously come away from those conversations thinking that the players didn't want him there, which, you know, I don't think is true from the couple of people I've spoken to. But, um, you know, people are going to, you know, I find it hard if someone walked over and You yeah, listen, Adzi, I don't want you there. You fucking, you no, know, you don't run defensively or something, you know, whatever it is. So um, the coaches always have to be the bad guys, clearly. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's just a weird situation. Um, they signed him on that big contract. so I expected him to be there for a while. Um, now, you know, I'm not sure whether they blamed his partner, which would be a very stupid thing to do. But reading in between, the lines, I think they think that he wouldn't have been able to handle being away from his partner for, the, for, for, three, for a couple of years, and then his form would have struggled. Is that what you read? Or what you what
1: you got? I, I've got to say I didn't overly uh, see that. I, I sort of saw it that maybe they took an opportunity of saying, "Well, he's because his partner's going to move, maybe this is our, our opportunity to have a real real think about his long term future of the club." Yeah, I think. But I, 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 I don't I don't think it was held, held against him. I don't know. Maybe I read it wrong too.
2: Yeah. Well, exactly. There's mixed signals firing everywhere. Um, but it clearly, you know, the optics we've lost. If you just look at it as a strictly draft point of view, clearly. We didn't it's hasn't gone in our favour. We lost Adam Atu, two, who looked like a promising young half back. Jaden Stevenson who could be anything. And um, Tommy Phillips who was a pretty hard running winger, yeah, he probably fell out of favour. So you can understand that one. Um and we got what fuck all draft picks back, did we? Is it we got one draft pick back? Yeah, so that's back. if
1: you um, look at it in isolation. So my query my query then, surely the, the the real way of looking at it, and I guess you know if that's my job in horse racing is to look at an overall picture to try and <laughs> try and get a result. The the overall picture is the reason there the salary cap problems is because the club clearly said we need to have a real long term commitment to Grundy, Moore, and DeGoey, uh, because they're the real top. They're three of our top five, and, and we have to pay over the odds to keep them.
2: Yeah, absolutely. But I'm but I'm I'm saying if you just look at the nuts, i like just clearly at that trade at the trade. You're not yes, looking at everything. Yeah. Yeah, you we will obviously come out worse than what we went into it. Well we've lost has that been all a shame? Don't know. don't know. Well if not he's been close. Been um, close. Um yeah. could you know Jada says it could be anything as we know. Um had had an ordinary year, but you know well, it, you, said, I, you said nothing counted. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's a, it's a nothing. Year. It's a nothing year. So, like oh, I was about to say before you really interrupted me. <laughs> um, do you do you count this year? Because a lot of people struggled in the hubs, that it was a waste of year. Maybe Jaden just loves playing in front of big crowds because um, these the first two years were great when he was playing in front of big crowds. Um, and, or and he's got a north. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, he's fucked.
0: Um, wow, that ways was epic. I love it. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: Um, <laughs> And and Flipper who was was on the ad anyway and he lost his job as a wingman and that was that's probably his his role. So if you're just looking at clearly the draft, it looks like we went shit out. But like you said, you can't judge a draft until we're going next year. Maybe and we're not we're not inside um the footy club walls. We don't know the chemistry. Maybe there was chemistry issues with those players who left and maybe they come out and they find another spot for a For someone else who comes to the midfield and sits up forward, and all of a sudden they they gel and start dominating the league again. It's just it's too it's very very hard to to judge yet. But the raw emotions of it because I think Adam was so loved by um, the footy club, the supporters and stuff like that, and what he meant, how open he was with his with his struggles, and um, you know he's on Fox Footy you know once a week, and I think people got to see. A big side of it like a lot of a lot of him and he opened up i think people at the footy club loved him and it was a shock to see him to go it wasn't like he was causing headaches and people were like we got to get rid of this bloke because he's, you know he's poisoned from the outside it looked like he was as much as loved as anyone at the footy club yeah yeah he, he had some problems defensively maybe kicking it but mate who doesn't mate and well if you look at All the the best mids aren't great defensively. I've said it a hundred times. You can't be, you can't be unbelievably offensively and then be able to run back. It's just it's impossible. The way the game is played these days, is impossible to be unbelievably offensive, and unbelievably defensive. Not that I've watched the vision, but I'm sure if you look at Dangerfield, Dustin, who were the other, the Abbott when he was playing, you know, Judd. The uh, me, it's you can't work you can't work as hard one way as you do the other. It's impossible. Um, so that's why you have others around you who do the shit jobs who aren't the the best players. That's what they're called role players because that's what they help out all um, the good players <clears throat> with the stuff that they can't do because they're too busy on actually winning the game for you and, and getting it. I think the other reason that it was
0: um, like in the media a lot is I guess the main goal of any club is to win a premiership and whether their game plan is to quickly rebuild and have another run at it next year, which seemed quite apparent. That seemed to be Geelong's kind of game plan with the players that they recruited with like Jeremy Cameron, like already established good players. It was quite obvious they're gearing up to go again next year. But then it's also quite obvious when you see other clubs that are going, look, we're so far off the mark, let's rebuild, let's start from scratch, Mm. clear our list, go again and aim for another, you know, in a five-year period. I think that the confusion was around Collingwood Mm. was up there with the best, yet they seem to have gotten rid of some of their best. So I guess it's kind of confusing as to, like, Ralph, you raised a very uh, great insight there as to why they could have done it. Salary cap issues to keep those, you know, three big names in the future – I think just from the general public yeah. perspective, it was confusing as to what the fuck they were doing. It just kind of seemed like they were throwing toys out the cot with no real plan.
2: Yeah, well, I think well, I think we need to be careful in saying we got rid of a lot of our best. You got they got rid of one, who was, you know, a very good midfielder. Um, Jaden could be anything. He could go in the midfield, get some game time, and he could be one of the best players in the league. He's got all the attributes, mm. um, but whether he does or not, because when and when I was saying I've seen so many more guys who come in who way more talented than me, way better skills, worked harder. Maybe not so much quicker, but like fitter, you know, just as strong, like had all the attributes to be absolutely anything, but for some reason it just doesn't click. Mm. So, just because you've got the god-given talent or you've got amazing ability, it doesn't always mean you're going to translate into being a superstar. Um lots of people have come in I've come in and thought shit like he's played five games with my he's going to in two years I won't be able to play in the because he's going to be dominating it so and then they just fall away for whatever reason so um, it's, it's they've seen something where right now salary cap issues or they didn't think they could get the best out of whoever they're talking about so um, that's why I got rid of him. but yeah I'd be careful to say we got rid of our three three of our best players because Adam was in our best half a dozen, for sure. Jad could be anything in our two's obviously, a young kid. And, and Tommy Phillips, I think he finished in the top five in the best first the year before, but mm. clearly fell out of favour. Now, he, he might get into Hawthorne, become an unbelievable wingman again. Mm. And you know, average 25 to 30 and kick goals, or he may not. So that's the price you pay. Um, but I think it was salary cap issues. Now, what you said with Geelong, if Geelong don't win the flag in the next two years... Mm, that's great. Everyone's, everyone's going to be looking at them going and I guess I don't haven't seen much media around it but is everyone praising them for getting like Higgins and Cameron saying it's a great move? They're
1: yeah. certainly not criticising him and just, I think where you're heading is that if, if they don't get the premiership they'll look like Dad's army and they'll have given up all their draft picks. Yeah, yeah
2: that's, a, that's my point. So, it's which way do you go? Do you, and, I, and I don't particularly have a problem with Geelong. I actually like their strategy because you've got to put all your eggs in one basket at some stage. You can't fucking have you know, 50 50. We get one player, and then we get some youth. They've gone for it. They're in that window, in the premiership window, which Mick coined. They think they're one or two players away. They've got them. They've got Higgins, who's a very, very good player, and Cameron, one of the best forwards in the game. So they're probably egged in this basket. If I don't win in the next two years, once Hawkins, Dangerfield, Selwood, Higgins, you know, all, and I'm sure I'm missing a couple of their, of their best players. Once all well, they go and they've got no draft picks, they're cooked. So they're going down the bottom of the ladder. Mm. Um, and then, I guess, you'll hear supporters, all their Geelong supporters now going, mate, great, we're going to win the flag in the next year. Well, awesome by Geelong. They're probably going to be the same people in two years to go, what a fucking disgrace. I can't believe we've got no draft picks. we to kick them all out. So you, you can't win, but that's why sport's so great, because you can just, like, you just change your mind like that. You, you root for them, and then you abuse them. Then they come back up again and you go, good. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's why we love sports, because it gives you those emotions and feelings you don't get in everyday life. Um, and let,
1: let me ask you one more about Stevenson here. Gary O'Donnell, who was an Essendon champion and part of uh, Lee Matthews' coaching team at Brisbane, very uh, Scott Pendlebury-like in his approach, let's say, to his professionalism. Uh, tweeted out yesterday, the boy Stevenson has a chip on his shoulder, which is better than a log he appeared to have on this year. Out to prove the pies wrong, Tick. The pies, I would have preferred him to have just proved them right in 2020. Just saying consistent approach question mark. So I think what he's saying is the words he said yesterday was, yes, I'm going to prove them wrong, but did he did he have the right attitude in 2020 to prove them right in 2020? Well, well, we're still there. well unless
2: he went by the... Theory, what well, my theory that twenty twenty didn't mean anything. It was just a glorified nab nab cup. Um, <laughs> I think you're on your own there. Shout out to nab. I'm not on. Well, I'm not alone. Lots feel the other way, but um, <laughs> no publicly. Yeah. Oh yeah, but clearly, um, he, he was was ordinary this year. Now, for who knows what reason. Yeah. Now you hear things. You don't. You know, but he just had a he started, just had a third. That's just simple as. But. Um, but sometimes you need a change of scenery to get the best out of yourself. Maybe him and Buck didn't get along or his style, his game plan, or the way he played didn't mesh with, with Collingwoods. Um, maybe the coaching didn't work for him. You know, there's a myriad of reasons to why he might not have performed this way. He, this year, he might go to North and get a complete lease of life. He might, he'll, he'd probably go to one of the top dogs there because North don't have anyone. Um, they've, they've lost Higgins and Brown and you know all their their big name players. So he'll go there with rings back and North might free him up. You know, obviously, um, Bucks has a certain game plan and he might be um whatever whatever it is and they might go North and go, mate, just run around and play your game or just free him up and give him the license to do whatever he wants and he might flourish there. And if if having to prove to someone else that you're good, or if that's the motivation that he needs to get the best out of himself, well, good on him. We all need, we all got to get motivated intrinsically somehow. So it'd be a shame if he, well, it won't be a shame. It'd be great for him if he comes down and dominates the league. Well, I guess that'll just become, bring more hatred towards Collingwood for letting him go. But um, look, a, a change of scenery might be great for him. Go to a club where, where there's no expectation and no pressure. I would expect, if we did a poll, most people would expect North to finish in the bottom couple this year, you would imagine? Yep. Yep. So absolutely no expectation on him. He'll I'll be like, we're going to – I guess they won't say this. We'll say, we're going to be shit. Um, you can <laughs> run around, do, do what <laughs> do what you want, have a kick, and just get away from all the mental stress that's playing at Collingwood because some people can't handle playing in such a big club. Now, I'm not saying he can or can't. It's just some people go away, like to play in a club where There's not as much expectation. There's not 80,000 eyes on you. You're not on the back page or the front page if you fuck up. You just have a sort of uh, a life where no one really cares about you. Um, So so you might.
1: Sorry, Sam. No, you go. No, Sam's cleaning the screen. A bit of a lecture one here, but Mick Moldhouse was on the front bar a couple of years ago and he was in in great form and he said – I think it was actually our friend, the big man rang him from a lunch. I don't know if you were there. I don't, you wouldn't have been there, Scotty, because he said, who's at lunch? And Scotty told him and, and Mick said, well, you've all got one thing in common, and they couldn't pick it. He said, bring me back in half hour if you can't work it out. And he, he, they rang him back and they said, what have you got? What What is it, Mick? And he said, I've sacked all of
2: you.
1: Mm, yep. <laughs> so you wouldn't have been in that category. But the point being, in a footy club, unless you're actually a a genuine all-time great and sometimes even if so, uh, you're going to get your turn and that's going to mean for a while a player's going to have the shits up either with you as a coach or with the club and it just takes that time to get it out of your system.
2: Yeah, and and they have every right to have the shits. Yeah. Well, well, it's like if you got the arse from... You're racing you Wait, out, I, like, I hated
1: every boss who sacked
2: me. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, I know. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, so you're sure about it. I, like, I had the chance walking out of most... Well, not most, but like walking out of your exit interviews. Yeah, yeah mate. Like <laughs> you know, you, you've come off like, you know, I probably had five or six years where I was, you know, probably five or six years where I was pretty... You know, you walk into a exit interview thinking, oh, well, it's just going to be a... Just slap and tickle, yeah, no problems. Just, just, do what you like, mate. Come back, have a good off season. We'll see you, um, you know, in two thousand whatever for for another good year. But you go in there and you, mate, well, uh, mate, we really need to improve in there. So you got to do that. You walk, you think, hey, fuck off, mate. Like, have you not, have you not seen the year I've just put together? We're like, last, mate. Um, you walk out there going, oh, "This fucking asshole are like, telling me that I need to do this and that and then then I've you know that's just what they do because they're all, they're trying to improve you and, and get the best out of you." That's one thing that I guess it took me a long time to learn is like and and it's very very hard to digest. Coaches aren't they found even at junior level. Like coaches, that's what I tell you if I ever do a function again with juniors and that, It's like you know we all think we know what's best for us, but coaches aren't there to piss you off. They're there to actually try and make the team and yourself better. And when you're a player, like, you think the world revolves around you and, you you know, you think you know you know what, is, what you've got, you know, to, to make yourself the best player. But, you know, they try and give you all this, you know, constructive criticism or some pointers where to get better and you think you know better. But um, they always say try not to take it personally. But, you know, it's not personal. But... You know, like, <laughs> hey, you're an asshole. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think with but the Trello um,
0: thing that that um he comes across as a nice bloke that should be done right by, and I think like from personal experience, yeah, we we don't like the bosses that that fire us. I yeah. guess From my perspective, it's slightly different because mine are clients, and I'm understanding that you know you know you want to go with something different. But there was a client that I was like go from after a very many many years. Um, but the way they went about it is what pissed me off. I would have been happy to walk away and go, right, you guys are, you know, having new faces, whatever's going away, uh, going whichever way you guys want to go with a rebrand or whatever you're doing. Completely understand. We all run a business as well. But it was the fact that the person that was delivering the news to me actually lied to me. And the only reason I found out is because she was like, oh, we're going down this route. And I was like, cool, I'll help you with that route. Here's some people I can suggest. And when those people got in contact with her, they were like, oh, no, we've already got someone. We just, you know, needed to let, Sam go, but yeah. without, like, they were dishonest about it and went kind of the wrong way about it. And I think that's kind of the thing that's coming out of the Trelaw situation is everyone's like, he's a nice guy that's well-liked. Why couldn't you just be straight up with him? Like, uh, what we were saying before about the girlfriend thing, I think they kind of use that as a scapegoat. Like, they're like, oh, we need a way to let him down or let's yeah. just blame the girlfriend situation. It could have gone it about it a, a bit of a more decent way. I, th- I think that's kind
2: yeah, of the I, I, yeah, but I guess being nice doesn't, um, you know, guaranteed. being just because you're nice doesn't automatically mean that you get a nice package out of a football club or out of a like. In the end, it's a ruthless business. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the footy club had to do what they think's best for me, and it sucks absolutely. Like Adam, both like that, like, like if he had to be an asshole, and he had been, hadn't have endeared himself to fans, and he just had to be all about himself. Now whether he's all about himself on the field or not, who knows? I'll, I've never played with him, but um. He certainly endears himself to his teammates down off the field, so I can't imagine why he wouldn't have done that on the field. Um, but once you get on the field, you know, it can be different because you, 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 you know, your adrenaline kicks up and it's all about footy. But yeah, I think that's why there was so much written about it because he has endeared himself to the fans and the footy club and the football public because he's on Fox Footy and the wider public actually know him where it's not just all the Collingwood people know him. The whole AFL community knows him and, and what he's gone through. And um, obviously his wife, or his missed, I'm not sure if they're married, is going up to, is um, going up north. So it's just been a big clusterfuck. But being nice doesn't guarantee you a spot on the list, unfortunately. That's just the way it is. Um, well, look at me and the rap Pate Well, we stayed on the years for They couldn't get rid of me. Um, <laughs> but but like, in the end, I I wish Adam. I hope he dominates and proves Collingwood wrong. Yeah. And then, I, but I hope Collingwood dominate mm-hmm. and win a premiership and prove them wrong. So, wrong. Can there be a happy? Can there be a happy ending? I'm not totally sure, but listen, um, it's just one of those things. And it's just like a messy breakup. Time heals all wounds. <laughs> By the draft, we'll be talking about how we've got the next Scott Pendlebury and the next, you know, Travis Cloak and that into the Footy Club. Um, then we'll go from there. But
1: just finally yeah. on that on that point though, Swanee about football clubs, both as supporters, which I only I know obviously, but through covering them. But you've you've been inside them. They they just got this amazing uh, continual evolution, now, haven't they? Because every year you lose eight to ten players. That's just the reality of, of how the salary cap works. In this case, they're very high profile. By February, the, the teams surely will they'll have their own new chemistry as the 2021 Collingwood team.
2: No, oh, exactly, and that's like I said, that's why we love sport and um, continue to watch them because it's it's the life's best drama. Like yeah. it just keeps throwing up. Like you can't script half the shit that goes on in in <laughs> world sport. You know what I mean? Like you couldn't you couldn't script endings like the NFL yesterday. Like a couple of big games yesterday. that finished with a hail mary. Like you just can't script the drama that goes on in especially in American sports, but like in the AFL. So that's why we love it. It's why we glued to it. Because we love the ups and downs the footy. Like if you didn't experience the downs, the highs wouldn't be as good. If you didn't experience all the highs, the downs wouldn't be as down. Like, like if you won the if you won the flag every single year in underfed, it'd be boring. Like as much as you say imagine if you're going for your twenty fifth AFL premiership in a row. Like and you, yeah. it, it, like eventually you'd want some competition. So that's what makes our game great. It's very even. It's not like you can put LeBron James onto north melbourne all of a sudden they're going to be playing in the grand final it takes a lot of hard work and a lot of smart people around you to put together what they think is the best side to compete for a premiership and um collingwood they put it this way i'm pretty sure collingwood didn't get the going to go you know what how can we fuck 2021 up? <laughs> but let's get together and fucking lose 30 percent of our members and make sure we finish 10th this year how do we do that right let's get rid of true we'll piss the club off we will piss fans off i'll get rid of him uh yeah, fuck Joe Stevo off. He's, he's you know, he could be anything. So we'll get rid of him. at um, two, one of our most promising young backs. Yeah, fuck him off too. And our hardest running winger. Yep, Gonski. Um, like it just doesn't happen. Clearly, they have a strategy, and with salary relief, which they think was the best for them. Now, you can agree, you can agree or disagree, whatever you want, because it's your opinion, and you can think it was the worst trade period in Collingwood's in Collingwood's fucking history if you want. That's fine. Uh, but it's, it'll yet to be played out because we just don't know yet. But there's nothing else to talk about and football rules in Melbourne, as we know, which is great. It's a religion here. And Collingwood, if this happened in North Melbourne or, you know, one of the small GWS or Sydney or somewhere over at Freo, I mean, it'll be in the paper one day.
1: It's 20, took, there's four pages in the Herald Sun today.
2: <laughs> four pages today. Yeah. Well, that, uh, that's my point. So exactly. You know, Buck said something a long time ago. Goes That Collingwood, when it's when it's um, good, it's never as good as it appears, and when it's bad, it's never as bad as it appears in the media. So, yeah. well, it just it gets written up. And yeah, some people would generally say it was a disgrace that they got rid of Adam and what he's done and how they treated. And yes, clearly they just shouldn't have brought his partner in. If they did, I'm not sure if they did, but if they did, yes, absolutely not. They should not blame Kim at all or his, you know, family life for anything. Um, that's just a cop out. But um, yeah, they they shouldn't um, do that at all. But it's it's just four pages. Like, well, that's what I mean. You play Collingwood, you're the biggest, probably Richmond now. You're at the biggest club in Melbourne, um, and people love and people love to buy papers when Collingwood are doing bad because people love to gloat in Collingwood's misery. <laughs> um, and like Collingwood read it up, read it. It's just. That's what happens when you're at a big club, and that's well, that's why I love being at a big club because you take the good with the bad. Because when it's good, it's fucking fantastic. Because everyone everyone knows that you're going good, and you're the best player in a big club. Everyone knows it, and you get a lot of opportunities off the field. But when you're going shit out, you got nowhere to hide. Like cameras are following you, left, right, and center. People want to hear from you. You know, cameras are training. Everyone knows that. Everyone knows that you're going shit out. But I wouldn't have had it any other way. That's why I love. Playing at Collingwood, but um, but like I said, we won't know this, how this trade goes until we're sitting around seven next year. Going, oh, Collingwood two and seven. Jeez, they, geez, and they need an inside mid? Don't they? <laughs> um, and we don't have one. Or we're seven and O going. Well, look what's happened. Know, so it's answer. just it's something. That's, it's uh, what do they call it? It's a bit of water cooler talk right now. <laughs> even though no one, even though no one can beat a water cooler, isn't allowed to go to work. But um. But yeah, so that's um, that's my take on it. So, in a nutshell, take is yeah. Listen, the optics don't look great because they got rid of some, got rid of one very good player and three, who have, two have got unlimited potential and one who was a good player but probably faded this year. Um, so yes, it sucks right now because they got rid of some good people. But um, but you you can't really know anything until you're in the inner circle because. They might have they might have been hemorrhaging, like you said, Ralph, money and said, "Oh well, we can't re-sign Darcy, who's was he all Australian this year? I think he was all Australian half-back. or we Braden Maynard's coming out of contract. We're not going to be able to sign him. We're going to have to lose him. So they imagine they've taken the hit this my year, check. yeah, my check. So they've taken the hit this year to be able to re-sign some key players who are coming out of contract in the next year or two, I would think. Now, so when they eventually when they re-sign Geordie Geordie next year. Brayden Maynard, Check, and fucking I don't know, some other Taylor Adams, they'll be like, oh, my head was this, but they wouldn't have been able to re-sign them yes. if we didn't get rid of who we got rid of now. So that's what it is, but no one looks too far to the future because we all, we're all focused on the present. And it's a gift. That's why it's called a present. <laughs>
0: Speaking <laughs> of happy endings, Dane, you mentioned um, it can't be a happy ending Ooh. for everyone. But I've, I've found on the internet this interesting fact, and I wonder if you've got some insight into how they would gather this information based on happy endings. <coughs> Apparently, the pig has the longest orgasm observed in mammals. The domestic pig has the longest orgasm of any known mammal, lasting an average of <coughs> thirty minutes. Thirty minutes. However, pig orgasms can peak at ninety minutes in some cases. That's a game of football. Talk about pre. Uh, talk about pure bliss, Dane. How would one? investigate and document said fact
2: um well you'd have to fuck a pig i guess wouldn't you <laughs> <laughs> and and i'm not going to go out there and say i know many people who have done it
0: <laughs> and more <laughs> than once going... to to figure out how long yeah
2: exactly yeah um well I think the a bit of overkill. I don't need. I don't need 90 minutes of that. Yeah,
0: a football game <laughs> worth of an orgasm. Thirty minutes at one go. You Thirty
2: minutes. I'd, I'd be asleep for three days afterwards. Yeah, no, there's no need for that. That's just that's just overkill. That um. Oh so yeah, why well, don't I hurt? How you figure that out? Um. That's a nice job, actually. That's <laughs> a pray oh, well, here's one for you, my mate. Owns a um a like some special breed of bulldog, and um they got to give it to him, but uh they need the owner or whatever comes around and collects its seed. So there's this lady comes over and jerks the dog off. <laughs> to, Not into a it. hot dog bun, I hope. No, into like a into a jar, I guess. Into a cum. Into a fucking <laughs> into a little into a bottle. So like the to, to grab a stuff. Imagine that job, just sitting there, just
1: wanking off a
2: bulldog. Off those
1: bulldogs, but. Uh, a mate of mine's dad had to do that with greyhounds.
2: Oh. Did he?
1: Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um... Hey, Swanee, that's cash in hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well,
2: that's, like, that's like in hand.
1: Um... <laughs> hey, we've got a guest for another podcast we're going to do uh, lined up, apparently. So, just a couple more quick ones uh, from Teddy Aaron. Does they know Mick said he was like, one of the hardest players he ever had to coach?
2: The, the Mick said I was what?
1: One of the hardest players you ever had to coach.
2: When did he say that? I
1: don't know. We need more information.
2: More I find information, that hard to believe. I was, I, was, I was, contrary to popular opinion, I was actually very, very easy to coach. I never really argued or complained. I just did what I was told. Um, off the field, I might have, like, away from the football club, I might have had some some problems, but game day, and I was, I'd, t- I'd never argued, not with Nathan, not with Mick. Like, I might have, like, mate, I think this is going on. But, like, I just went out and did what I was told. So, I think I was, well, it's seriously pretty fucking easy to catch.
1: All right, we'll wrap it up there. This has been Hump Day. Oh, yeah,
2: does does oh,
0: God. Bye, guys. All right.
1: Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time.